Hi, this is Jim Martin. This is my encouragement note number 81. This is the list of five, and it begins with this piece entitled, I Can't Believe You Dropped the Ball. Well, it was a Thursday about seven o'clock in the evening, and I had just watched my sixth grade grandson play a baseball game. It took place at a baseball complex in which a number of games were played at the same time. After the game, I began walking to my car. Ahead of me was a boy, maybe 10 years old, and his dad. He was in his baseball uniform, and apparently his game, too, had just ended. As I came closer to the boy and his dad, I overheard their conversation. The father said, I can't believe you dropped the ball. And the boy groaned, dropped his head, and burst into tears. Dad, why do you have to be so critical? I ached for this boy. In this moment, he needed reassurance and encouragement. He had apparently dropped a ball in front of everyone. Yet this was a moment for a hug from his dad not a reminder that he had failed. Instead, his dad emphasized the boy's mistake. I can't believe you dropped the ball. You and I make mistakes. We blunder, communicate poorly, miss the deadline, underperform, etc. I recall dropping the ball so many times in school. I took the test and didn't do very well. I raised my hand to answer the question, but gave the wrong answer. I was supposed to run a particular route in football practice and went the wrong way. Again and again, I've dropped the ball. And yet I've continued to do this as an adult. I've said the wrong thing to my wife, my children, and others. At times, I thought I had things under control only to drop the ball again contrast this to what I recently experienced. I was invited by my third grade grandson Lincoln to accompany him to the all-pro dad's breakfast at his school early one morning. At this breakfast, each dad stood before the entire group and expressed to his son or daughter, or grandchild in my case, why he was proud of them. It was a powerful moment. Thank God he does not greet us at the end of the day saying, I can't believe you dropped the ball. Instead, our God forgives, cleanses, and washes us. No matter what, he loves and cherishes us. If you've recently dropped the ball, know that today is a new day. Our Father meets us after a hard day or week, not to remind us that once again we failed but that he loves and cherishes us. He is with us. Second, when your engine light is on. I was about 20 years old. I was on my way home from work at UPS in Dallas, and the check engine light came on in my car. Well, I was on Stemmons Expressway, that's I-35, and it was late at night. And I saw the warning light, but decided to drive on, and foolishly, I drove all the way to my parents' home. Well, by the time I arrived home, smoke was pouring out of the engine. 
There was a strong burning smell, and I knew I was in trouble. A few days later, the mechanic in the shop gave me an estimated cost of repair. Because I'd kept driving, ignoring the warning light, this repair was going to cost even more. Occasionally, as you and I attempt to navigate life, we may experience certain warnings. Consider some of these warning lights. They all point to the need to check the engine. One, you're on edge, irritable, and regularly snap at your spouse and children. At the same time, you act very different when you're at church. You tend to be kind and thoughtful and gentle with others. Your spouse and children notice that you seem to change when you are around the people from church. Second, you've withdrawn from others. Perhaps this includes your friends and even your spouse. Third, you've lost your appetite for the Word of God. Perhaps you rarely read God's Word or even pray. At the same time, you may wonder why you have such an inner hunger. Or fourth, you may find that the sin in your life has become common and really doesn't bother your conscience anymore. It seems to be your normal. You may be busy, on the go, and very stressed. So you press the accelerator and just stay busy. Yet when you are dry and empty, quite often it is your soul that needs attention. This may begin with simply paying attention to the warning lights in your life. Perhaps these words from Peter Scazzaro might be helpful. The following are some warnings. And in your uh, encouragement note, in the written encouragement note, I've, I've listed several warnings from Peter Scazzaro, and these might be helpful to you. I encourage you to look at those and just know that we need to be attentive to these warning lights. Number three, more than a bucket of balls. You and I often have the opportunity to make a tremendous difference in the lives of our children and grandchildren. You and I may even have the opportunity to make a difference with people who are outside our family. The story below from CBS newscaster Steve Hartman is a reminder to take advantage of the opportunity for investment. And I want to encourage you to watch that video. Number four, God is with you. Really. And this is especially for ministers and other church leaders. Many ministers know what it is to be afraid, to be hesitant, to feel inadequate, to wonder about the future, or to feel like an imposter. Are any of these familiar to you? I've been reading Psalm 46 using the Paraclete's Psalter, a book of daily prayer. And I love the following paragraph. This is on page 104. Where God is, there is no reason to fear. And since God is with us, verse 7, and within us, there is no place to fear. In just a few short verses, the psalmist effectively pulls the sharp teeth from all human anxiety. What real threat exists that is able to subdue the faith of those whose refuge and strength is God? 
Be still and know that I am God. To any minister who is reading these words, three affirmations. Number one, God is with you. Release your fear to Him. Second, God is with you. Give your anxiety to Him. And third, God is with you. Claim His refuge and strength as your own. I know uh, this is really applicable to anybody who hears this, but I especially uh, wrote this today for ministers and church leaders. Sometimes we may try to hold tightly to anything that feels safe, secure, and predictable. What God invites us to do is to open our eyes, release our grip, and trust that He will not walk away. Easy? Not always. Powerful? Absolutely. God is with you and with me. Five, etc. These are resources for listening and reading. And this will interest some of you, and I encourage you to look at the written copy of uh, the, the encouragement note. I'm so glad you read this. I always enjoy hearing from you. Uh, send me a note if you would, if, you, if you'd like to communicate at jmartin9669 at gmail.com. I hope you have a great week. Thank you.